Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Joining us right now, he has a new book out in Trump time. It is Peter Navarro. Peter, first of all, congratulations on the book. Uh, take us through the process that you decided to write this book in the first place. I think it goes back to the very beginning. Now, I, I was only one of three senior White House officials who was with the president all the way from the campaign in 2016, where I served as his uh, chief economic advisor, all the way to the end of what we like to say, uh, the end of his first term. And what was interesting is early in 2017, when I came into the White House, I was shocked. I don't get shocked easily, but I was shocked by how many people inside the perimeter, inside the White House, inside the administration, were actually actively disloyal to the president and his agenda, who disobeyed the chain of command. I thought at that point, you know what, I'm going to be part of history in some small or large way, um, so I better keep a daily journal. And that's what I did. Every night when I came home, no matter how tired I was, I wrote kind of what, the, what happened that day. And the In Trump Time book, uh, the In Trump Time means as quickly as possible exp- expression I coined. The In Trump Time book describes the last year uh, of the administration during, during the plague year. And um, I think the beauty of the book is it finally provides an insider's account. It offers the truth of what actually happened and the, the gulf between what people have read about in the, in the fake news and the corporate media versus the actual re- reality about the president himself, about the evil Tony Fauci, about the betrayal of the president by the vice president, Mike Pence about what communist China actually did to us in terms of attacking America with the virus and about what happened on both November 3rd and November 6th. Uh, that's what the interim time book really is about. It's a book, I think, of both revelations, but also indictments. And um, today uh, I'm honored to be on your show because today is the day the book actually officially uh, publishes. Folks, again, we're speaking with Peter Navarro, his new book in Trump Time, Journal of Americans Plague Year. Peter, you write about your uh, first encounter with with Dr. Fauci. What can you tell us about that? Chapter two of In Trump Time, let's take you right into the iconic situation room. It's January 28th, 2020. We're at the, the dawn of the pandemic. There's really only three people in the White House who are taking this pandemic seriously at this point. It's the president, myself, and the National Security Advisor, Robert O'Brien. And the president has dispatched me on a very, very important mission, which is to go to the sit room and convince the White House Coronavirus Task Force, Mason at the time, to support the ban on travel from China. This would turn out to be one of the most prescient and courageous decisions of the president, would save millions of lives. But at that point, he had a lot of opposition. So he sends me, I'm the tip of the spear, I'm this tough guy. I go in, the staff's down at the end of the table, he's chairing the meeting. I got one of, I I love Mike Pompeo, but the people who worked for him were, were just a lot of hacks. And I had one of his hacks by my left shoulder across the way the, uh, the Orville Redenbacher doppelganger and Robert Redfield, the CDC head, uh, just one of the most bumbling bureaucrats I've ever met. And you had Azar there, right? So I knew I was going to have problems with the four of these guys. But across from me, there's this little guy 
little round glasses, didn't know he walked on water, didn't know he was a saint. He was just a guy, right? And two minutes in, I'm in a violent argument with him. And he keeps insisting that, and he keeps insisting that travel bans don't work. Like a parrot, like I'm I'm going, dude. And I actually said to him, dude, it's like, uh, dude, it's like you mean to tell me that if you got twenty thousand Chinese nationals coming in a day, uh, many from Wuhan, many of them lit up like a Christmas tree with virus, that it, it's like come on down, like let them in, right? No, 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 we're not doing that. So the, yeah, the meeting erupted, it ended like in total chaos um, with me fighting him and Mulvaney and everybody else. But but it, it, at the end of the day, I'm looking at this guy and I'm thinking, he thinks he's smarter than he is, which is dangerous. But But I knew right then, I knew right then he was going to hurt both the nation and the president. But here's the interesting thing about that story uh, in the In Trump Time book. It's the lie not the Congress, which which Fauci did, but was the lie of omission. Let me let me explain something that, that people need to understand in this country very clearly. At the at, by that point, early in the pandemic, Fauci already knew that he was culpable in the pandemic. What did we know right then? We knew that the, the virus came from Wuhan. We knew that the virus popped up within yards of a Wuhan bioweapons lab. We knew that Fauci funded that lab through grants we knew that he authorized gain-of-function experiments at that lab which which were capable of turning harmless bat viruses into human killers and here's the here's the kicker he received an email from a top scientist that very month that told him flat out this thing was genetically engineered the lie of omission, the big lie of omission of Tony Fauci was not to tell me, the president, and the task force that that thing likely came from the lab. He never raised that issue. It cost millions of lives worldwide, hundreds of thousands of American lives. That man belongs in an orange jumpsuit, not as the <laughs> highest paid bureaucrat and plaque of the Biden administration. Folks, we're speaking with Peter Navarro, his book in Trump Time, a journal of America's plague. Peter, I want to tell you, I read a lot of books. I don't know if you realize how funny you are. I was literally laughing out loud <laughs> reading this book. And it sounds, you know, as I'm out talking to you, I can now I can picture your voice as I was reading it. I mean, folks, it is such like a straight from the hip. No B.S., um, Peter, I, I have to ask you, I mean, aren't you, are you surprised that nine months in the Biden administration is already, you know, completely, uh, the Titanic 71% feel he's on the wrong path. I mean, they've already lost their way. Not surprised at all. I, I predicted, uh, right after, uh, the, the transition of power, I guess you'd call it, that Biden would be gone uh, within a year or a year and a half. Uh, simply because it's it was obvious to everybody who wanted to look that this man had diminished mental capacity and that he invariably made bad decisions. I mean, that he was known for that in the, like within the Obama White House. And he surrounds himself with people who have no understanding whatsoever of how economies work. I mean, look, in, in Obama-Biden was eight years of, of massive federal debt economic stagnation and flat wages right they they they, they. so we come along you know i'm i'm out with with the boss we're campaigning on structural change in the economy tax cuts deregulation strategic energy dominance and fair trade that was our mantra 
We, we put that in and we grow above the forecasts and real wages rise, particularly for black and brown Americans and blue collar workers. I mean, and so Biden, Biden comes in and then goes, you know, reverts to the Biden incompetence mean. Doesn't surprise <laughs> me at all. And, and, and by the way, when I'm, 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 I'm so honored by what you say about when you read the book. Um, w- when I wrote the book, I actually dictate, I use voice dictation yeah. software, and I try to write for the ear rather than the eye. It works. So, it works. And, and if you listen to the book, what's fun about the audio book, I, I did the narration myself, as you, as you might expect. I always like the author to do the narration. But I also have some guest voices in there uh, as part of it. So it's more like a dramatic production. Oh, wow. Steve, ba- Steve Bannon's in it. Oh, boy. Dr. Davis Hanson. Uh, the boss has a little cameo. Corey <laughs> Lewandowski absolutely steals the show. Wow. Uh, when he relates the story, I don't know if you remember the book, the story about him being on Air Force One with Dave Bossy. Yes. And how they're reading the riot act to Jared Kushner and, and campaign about not being ready for uh, for the steal that's about to come. Uh, so he narrates that whole thing. So it's 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 kind of a for folks who prefer like the audio books. Uh, this one, I think you'll find to be a, a little bit of cut above most of what uh, what you're going to get. But I, the, for me, the book submission, I mean, my mission is to take Fauci down. This is the Fauci fire. <laughs> that guy's got to go. I'm sorry. He is he is a murderer. I make the case. Uh, you don't believe me by the time you get to the end of it. I'll give you double your money back. Uh, we got to hold China accountable. And, and we really do get you have to get to the bottom of what happened on November 3rd and January 6th. This is going to be the first audio book that I'm going to buy, and I hope my family's not listening because you're all getting copies of the book. Folks, it is in Trump time, Journal of America's Plague Year, Peter Navarro. Peter, I mean it. I'm going to have you back. A pleasure to talk to you. Congratulations. I, this is the time. best book of 2021. Hilarious. Oh, I'm so flattered so, by that. All right, Peter. Congratulations. Bye-bye.